When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And together we are the Pacific Point of View. And uh, as we speak, just, what, 10 feet, 20 feet? I don't know if the floors are slightly 20 feet below. 20 feet below us is Herm Edwards and Marvin Lewis. Yeah, I walked in. They're doing like kind of like a little must-see Monday style uh, symposium thing. So. Yep. Yeah, it was cool to see uh, the coach and the athletics brass in the building. Ray Anderson, Marvin Lewis was there. Um, Batinto Bats. Yeah, Batinto Joe. Bats. Batinto. First time I've ever seen him. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's probably a relief, you know, obviously we have to touch on the football side of things, but it's probably a relief for them to come to an event where people don't care as much about the athletics per se and the performance, and they're asking more questions about the industry and and working through that kind of stuff. So it, probably a win-win, I would imagine, for them. You know what's funny is they're probably walking out right now outside of Cronkite, and they're going to walk through Taylor Mall, and they're going to hear us talking about them. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I did not even think about that. I'll, I'll, say, something, I'll say something positive, is that uh, the spring game's coming up. Oh. The spring game, ASU football spring game, is uh, coming up this Saturday at 5.30. It's free, free admission. So. Oh. I might be going to that. I'm yeah, I'm working sure. during that time, but I actually probably would have gone to that if, if I wasn't. Be, that'll it's be interesting. Fun. It'll yeah. be interesting to see uh, who some of the standouts are because there's a lot of new guys this year like we've been talking about. Yeah, so. I, I went to uh, Oregon State spring game once. It was really fun. It was a good good experience because uh, nice. you just get, you get to see a little more emotion out of the guys than you're used to seeing in the game day and a little more of what they're doing. They're very loose, but but you do see some stuff that, that actually gives you genuine insight. It's a cool opportunity. I've never been to a UH spring game. That's actually embarrassing. Are they free? I don't know. How do they do it in Hawaii? I don't know. Maybe it's at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, it's maybe. A, it's a two-hand touch game on the beach. <laughs> Who knows? We throw so, a coconut around. <laughs> you know, that wouldn't surprise me. That would not surprise me, the way they run things in Hawaii. It's true. Anyways, we have... The Brotherhood! <laughs> the Brotherhood, yes, Colt. Very, very good. But uh, aside from... <laughs> Herm Edwards uh, being downstairs. Uh, anything you guys see this last week in college football? It's you know it's the off season. It's pro- yeah. pretty much the dead period. 
Yeah, this is like the slowest of slow periods, and it's only going to get slower after spring practice. Yeah. And it just kind of feels like we're grasp, grasping at straws to find something to come away with. Like, we can't even do a surprise segment because it's like, yeah. what's the news, you know? It's true. It's true. Um, well, Tyler made chicken cordon on blue today. I did. It was actually it ended, was up, it ended up being pretty good. I, I was surprised because I didn't know exactly how it was going to turn out. But I had honestly it, it pleasantly Re- repeat the dish. Me. What was it? Chicken cordon blue. It's it's basically huh. just chicken, and you stuff it with cheese and ham or turkey, depending on um, what you know what you prefer. What and, you have in the fridge. And then you just roll it in some like. <laughs> Egg yolk and breadcrumbs, and okay. then slap in the oven for about a half hour. Nice. And uh, yeah, it turned out I can't complain. That's nice source of protein there. Yeah, no, it's it was excellent. I actually made extras, so we've got some in the fridge right now. Cool. Um, but Bosky will probably get to that. Sorry, Hayden. Uh, ah. I don't I don't know if there there'll be any left. Cole had one. Had, what do you think, Cole? Bro, is excellent. Best dish of all time. Wow, that's a pretty hot take. But, uh, yeah, we've got a few items to run through today. Not. Um, and <laughs> when I say a few, yeah, I mean a very few. And that's intentional because uh, Hayden will not be here next week. What? We're, we're going to try and get You're through. You're kidding me. It actually, is this the first Hayden absence? Yeah. In, yeah. Yeah. First of all Hayden the absence. episodes. Tracking your absences. My first, my first miss. We'll, Mr. See, we'll see if we can keep the wheels on the bus next round. Go round and round. Day next week but we also have the california team preview the colorado Ugh. team preview Ugh. and then <laughs> colt's not excited just the most exciting teams in the pac-12 yeah exactly and then we have the march madness uh, tournament potential finale here in april um, so yeah let's start with the california golden bears uh hayden what are some key losses they had this year <sighs> Well, obviously their quarterback, uh, Garbers, he's off to the NFL draft. And, you know, and then um, uh, their safety, I forget his name already, uh, Eli, it's, I'm, I'm blanking. It, you know with Cal, they just have a lot of solid guys, yeah. and you forget who they are. True. Oh, I think Kawani Dang, their linebacker, uh, might be off to the draft this year as well. But Cal mostly... There was a couple additions that I think were exciting, and none more than Plummer in the transfer yeah. portal. Jack Plummer that was a big coming up. from Purdue, who's, mm. I believe, the brother of Will Plummer. So, you know, should be an rivalry. interesting little storyline there when they play U of A. But Do they play each other? They do. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's Beautiful. Cal's conference opener. Let's see. Yes, it is. And obviously we'll be going through Cal's game by game. Um, but, yeah, Cal, as far as key additions and key losses, this year – I was not a crazy offseason for Cal. Just not a lot of turnover. Pretty ho-hum. You know? I mean, I'm even looking, and I looked at their recruiting profile earlier. It, you know, they had a four-star, Jaden Ott, running back. But other than that, it's like, okay, some solid three stars. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Wilcox can finally break the seal of mediocrity that Cal has been fighting for quite some time now. Yeah, it just seems like they've just been stuck. Yeah. You know, to- and the the one time there was excitement around that program, I remember, was uh, it was 2018 or 2017. I know 2018, they were a top 15 team, briefly. Yeah. And then there was another, we got the vacuum going on. Yeah, they always <laughs> time that up beautifully for Pacific point oh, of view. Lovely. Did Cal beat ASU? Our freshman year? No. No, no. no. That was one right? of ASU's biggest wins that season. Oh, yeah, I remember, because they were ranked. 
But that's yeah. the thing about Cal and um, Evan Weaver. There was yep, or Evan Ethan, Weaver. It was Evan Weaver and he, Garbers. He, he said it best. Evan Weaver said after Cal started four and zero that season, we don't want to be another one of those Cal teams that falters late in the season. I'm like sick and tired of that. They did it again. To Cal's credit, they used to be absolutely awful. They used to be the laughing stock of the Pac-12, like one eleven, two and ten. I can in the early that. 2010s. Yeah, I remember Sunny that. Gray so after the, Aaron Rogers, after the Aaron Rodgers, after the Aaron Rodgers, and then Jared Goff came around, and they started to improve a little. They then were all of mid. Wilcox comes in. They're still mid, and they're still middling, but maybe they'll break through. I don't know. It's kind of like uh, we talked about NC State was a team that kind of in Cal's situation where they were pretty mid, and they couldn't really break through. And then last season, they finally had a season where, boom, all of a sudden, great bowl win, great season were low-key contenders and in the top 25 most of the year. So Cal, it's, they're just trying to get through, but it's really hard, especially in the And Cal ball. shouldn't have the COVID bug this year, so we'll actually get to see their yeah. true potential mm-hmm. and their full roster uh, in shape. Yeah, if they, if they didn't get decimated by COVID, they probably would have gone 6-6 six and six and made a, a low-tier bowl game. Yeah, exactly, which has been the norm for Cal. So will they yeah. be able to break through? And the key is, what does this season mean for Justin Wilcox? Well... It's kind of a big year, I think, for, for Wilcox because he was in a lot of rumors that he was going to bolt for Washington. Yeah, and I he's, remember those. He's always getting rumored to the Pacific Northwest. I mean, whether Wazoo, UW, Oregon, or Oregon State opens up, you're always going to hear Wilcox and his name in the mix. True. Uh, just because he has a lot of ties up there. But I just don't see a world where if Cal finishes under 6-6 six and six, that they can bring him back. I mean, he's had... This is year, what, five now? Four or five? He's had a long time. Yeah, he's, he's had, had a long leash. He's had a, a good amount of time. And uh, like you said, they're middling. And if they continue to be middling, he might buy himself some more time. But it's like they could pull a Todd Graham, you know? Todd Graham. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, no, but Todd Graham at ASU. Let me let me uh, be clear. Not Todd Graham at ASU. You take any breath. Stop because, looking over your shoulder. He's not here. Oh God. Todd because, Graham can't hurt you here, yeah. Cole. <laughs> Oops. Uh, beautiful notification sound. Uh, Todd Graham <laughs> okay. at uh, Todd Graham at ASU. He just kept going seven and five, and and while ASU wasn't getting worse, they weren't getting better. So yeah. that's what you know Anderson uh, used as the justification to fire him. So yeah, I could see that happening to Cal this year too. They really need to take a step forward. True. What's the schedule, Budge? Um, you know, before we before we get into the schedule, I'll say Justin Wilcox, in my mind, has. A bit of that Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury aura about him, yeah. where despite being pretty average to below average at his team, he still gets buzz to good jobs every year, and a lot of people it seems seems to see it seems <laughs> to feel like that's what I was looking for. Yeah, um, that a lot of 100%. people believe that Justin Wilcox is better than Cal and should be at a better job than Cal, and I think honestly, if he does get fired by Cal. He's gonna be in a. He's gonna be fine. He's gonna go find another head coaching right. job. And maybe they can learn from Texas Tech because, I mean, now Texas Tech is kind of starting to get some buzz in recruiting and stuff. But the guy they hired after Kingsbury, Matt Wells, was, I mean, they might as well have just had Kingsbury. So maybe Cal's yeah. like, unless we know exactly who we're gonna go out and get, similar to an ASU, when that guy was Herm Edwards, you know, I don't think they're gonna make a move unless they know they're gonna improve over Wilcox. Yep. All right, as Colts request, uh, we will take a look at the Cal football schedule. We will start with Cal's first game 
We've talked about these games before, but maybe your minds have changed. Cal, first game, they host UC Davis. UC Davis <laughs> had an FBS win last season. Do not remember it? over who, but I remember they did. Let me look it up. Probably like Tulsa? UC it Davis. Tulsa? Tulsa's a good, okay, 2021. It wasn't UNLV because that was Eastern Football Washington. schedule. UC Davis early in the season took out Tulsa, 1917. Colt Look was right on that. the money. So oh. maybe a trap game at home? No, probably not. Tulsa, not power five. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a win for Cal, obviously. I think pretty easy there. Yep. Uh, next game, we've got a home game versus UNLV. UNLV has not had a winning season since, hold on, last time UNLV <laughs> had a winning season. And UNLV went, I believe, like 2-9 and nine last year? Two and U- UNLV has not won a game since 2019, in November 23rd, 2019. So Wait, what? They, I thought they beat Hawaii. No, they beat though. Hawaii last year. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they were 2-9. I don't know where that's at. They were 2-10 or and ten. something. Okay, well, ignore Google. Google was wrong just then. But, yeah, they did end up – I do remember that. That was the worst yeah, loss it ever. Was, yeah, Depressing. Maybe they didn't count the Hawaii win. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Honestly. But yeah, I'm on the same boat. I think 2-0 and is a good good yeah. start here. If it was any other Mountain West team, though, I I would be tempted to pay, go the, the other way. But UNLV oh, is a that. bad Mountain West team. And Hawaii's not a Mountain West. Though, not <laughs> uh, next game, and they got the two cupcakes. Now they go on the road to play the Fighting Irish. No, that's not going to happen. I could see this one being a potentially fun little game, especially for like three quarters. But Notre Dame, I think, obviously is the right pick here. So we've all got them two and one. Next, it's the conference opener we talked about. They're hosting U of A. I'm going back and forth on this game. I know I picked U of A to win this game last week or whenever it was. Yeah, last week. Yep. I don't know. On paper for U of A, that looks like a potential sneak win. But now looking at it, I don't. I don't know I, if I see Cal losing that game. Yeah, I've got Cal. I mean, it's the home conference opener. I think at two and one with a loss to Notre Dame, which I think will be closer than people expect. I think yeah. they're going to have some momentum, and I think that this is going to be a win. They're going to smell the blood in the water against a U of A team that is going to be coming yeah. off of a bad out of conference schedule. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna flip it. I'm so. Cal. I'm gonna use my mulligan. I'm gonna take Cal. All right. I'm not gonna. That's pick, your one. No, I'm, I'm not gonna pick against U of A here because. Jaden DeLora, but uh, oh I, I can see a, a point there that U of A is going to be playing some tough non-conference games ahead of that Cal game, and they could be what? Potentially? Who, who did you pick for when you were picking for U of A? He picked U of A. I picked U of A. Okay, you picked yeah. U of A. But like, I could totally see if U of A goes 0-3 in their three non-conference games, Ooh. Cal could just absolutely the dominate. The win might completely yeah, be out of their sails. Yeah, might be gone. Yep. I'm still sticking with U of A. There we go. Um, I've got Cal three and one, two and two, three and one. Next game, Cal goes at Washington State. An opportunity to go two and zero oh in conference here for me and Hayden at least. They get it done. I think that's a win as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Washington State. We we're all pretty low on them. It sounds yeah. like uh, yeah. Bud Elliott, who does the two four seven sports over unders for wins, has Washington State at over under seven. What? For next year. So hammer the under. Hammer the under. Hammer. Well, the under. and then again, we ridiculed them for. Or Colt, rather. It's true. Maybe maybe it wasn't Delora. Maybe it's just Washington yeah. State has that gene. Who knows? It kind of feels like that. Yeah. I don't know. So I've got them at 4-1 and one going into the bye. They've got a bye week in this week. And then they right after the bye, they go at Colorado. So this is the matchup between two teams we're picking today. This one I feel like they lose because Colorado is pesky at home. Yep. They're really pesky. 
and again Colorado with with the and we'll get into them later so I won't I won't True. spoil my take there but this seems like a game Colorado needs to win so I think Cal drops it yeah I'll stop. for Colorado I won't go too in depth about them either but I do think they drop this one as well due to Colorado reasons I will touch on I don't know this is like a pillow fight type this of is mask. one of those games that Colts not this be is watching. the one right. yeah I'm not really watching this um, but Colorado's hosting give me Colorado. Okay. All right. We're all consensus there. Next, we have a home game versus the Washington Huskies. I like I like Cal in this game. I'm super low I on Washington next year. I think it should be a decent year. game, actually. No, I, I, th- I think it'll I think it'll be a good game. The, I just I like Cal. The only reason I'm super low on Washington this year is because I believe that the only reason their program got as good as it did and that fluke happened in the middle of this terrible stretch for the Huskies is because of Chris Peterson and how amazing mm, of a coach yeah. he is. Because he is a great coach. Yeah. And now you just see how quickly things fell apart for Washington. I think they're about to just start sliding again. I think they're one of the poorest programs in the Pac-12. And I think wow. Peterson just managed to awaken them for a, a stretch there. Yeah. And it's starting to fall Not off Not to get again. too off track, but they went 0-12 in 2008, I believe. Yeah. They were 0-12, and then they were very similar to, to Cal, to tie it back to the point, when, when they were under Sarkeesian... They were kind of that team who was stuck yeah. in the six win, seven win. They couldn't break the, the cycle. And Sark's even not a bad coach either. Sark was right. a good coach too. And it so. took literally an elite coach. And Dubois is a sketchy hire for Washington. Yeah. Like I don't. I a don't, lot of people are high on it. I don't know. I'm not very high on it either. I'm not high on Washington. I know yeah. um, the, the the preseason rankings they like, don't matter, but I just remember going into last season, Washington was ranked in the top twenty five going into week one, and I, I'm curious as to why that was the case considering how poorly their season was. People seem to respect Washington's historical greatness because I know before this bad stretch since we've been alive, Mm -hmm. Washington actually had some historically pretty good teams. Oh, yeah. And so the polls always seem to respect that or have respected that in the last 10-ish years whenever they're good. Yeah. But I don't know. I've got Cal winning this one. I I sent you that thing that... I, I sent you that thing yes. that they tried to sneak Washington in some playoff They were like dark horse preview. playoff contenders, and it was like USC, Miami, like a bunch of like other like Clemson. Like Texas A&M. Yeah, you know, and like then it's like Washington. Washington. The it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and it was like on April Fool's or something. It was on April 1st. It was like the it day was. after. No, they missed April Fool's. That was the joke. Is ah, April Fool's was last week. Oh, I right. gotcha. So, yeah. Okay, next game, Cal with a... I don't even, sweep I don't even know what record I have them at right now. Okay, so you had one and zero, two and zero, two and one, two and two. Beating Washington is what three and two. Losing to Colorado is three and three. You have them at four and three. I have them at five and two. Hayden also has them at yep. five and two. Damn, pretty okay. good. I like. Yep. Good. <laughs> Next, we have Cal hosting the Oregon Ducks. No, oh, I actually, I'm taking the upset here. I'm taking the upset. I don't know why, but it just seems like a good week for an upset. That's horrible analysis. Yep. But no, no, no. I, Hayden, it's a gut feeling. Yeah, I'll let Cole go first. I mean, I don't have any great analysis either, but I, I just don't think Cal can beat Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> but Stanford couldn't beat Oregon either last year, and look what they That's did. That's actually fair. Ducks are going to have Dan Lanning as their coach. I think he's going to have growing pains. Not to get too much on the Ducks here, but I think at this point the Ducks will have one loss to Georgia – First week of the season, at least in my current projections. Um, and I think Cal hosting Oregon one week after Oregon has to play UCLA. Are yep. you kidding me? And sandwich, I guess the game after isn't that intense. But 
Oregon has a two-game stretch here where they play Cal, Colorado. I think they lose one of those two, and I think mm. this is the one. So you guys I, have Cal going six and two to I have start Cal the year. Starting six but, and two, but baby. Wait, that's insane. But wait, but wait as Hayden once said, <laughs> next game at USC. This is a loss. Yeah, yeah. that is also a loss. They yeah. never. Well, I take that back. They did beat USC a couple years ago, but I traditionally, just, I just USC. have to say I'm really glad Oregon State won in the Coliseum last year because it looks like. If they didn't capitalize off of last year, their drought of 90, 80, whatever years it was, uh, is going would have continued for a long time. Yep. So thank goodness. But, yeah, I think that's a loss. So I've got them at 6-3 and three now. Colt, you've got them at 4-5. and five. Yep. Hayden, also 6-3. Yeah. and three. Next, a road game versus Oregon State. Another no. loss. I think Oregon State exercises some of those cow demons and gets it done at home. Yeah, you know, Oregon State... I think, yeah, last year I believe we lost to Cal, right, as part of that, that two-game skid where yep. we lost to Colorado and Cal. That was embarrassing. Oh, I forgot they lost to Where's Colorado. this game at? Uh, this game is in Corvallis. Oh, yeah. Oregon State did not lose in Corvallis last year, so I, I don't think Cal breaks that, that little Me neither. Oregon State going. is a great team at home, and I also think they're going to be a contender, like a strong contender for the North next year. Let's go. Especially if we get JT Daniels. That would be, that'd be sick. Let's not sleep on that. Um, so Cal with two games left. Colt, you've got them at four and six. Hayden yep. and I both at six and four. We've got a home game versus Stanford. Man, the the tides have turned in this rivalry, haven't they? I mean, Stanford. You talk about Washington falling off the face yeah. of the earth. Stanford has. They were three and nine last year, and David Shaw. People, I think his legacy is. It's getting to the point where his legacy is kind of being affected. I agree because mm. I mean he has had. No success after, what was it? I don't even Kevin remember. Hogan. Yeah, like they had um, after McCaffrey. You know, yeah, after, after McCaffrey, McCaffrey right. they have fallen off the face of the earth. Earth. They haven't even been good. Like e- mediocre. They haven't been mediocre. Yeah. So I'll I'll get to that more when we cover Stanford. But I like Cal in this game, especially if Cal's hosting this one too. Um, I don't know who Stanford plays before and after this game, but. I also can see Cal winning this, so I'm going to take Cal. Yeah, I, I give it another win to, to Cal here. I just think Stanford, just like you said, they have not impressed. And uh, a note for my predictions, and I believe Hayden's predictions so far for Cal, undefeated at home so far. Yep. Is wow. Cal. Uh, and now their last game of the season, they host UCLA. Ooh. Me and Hayden both have Cal at 7-4. and four. Colt, you have them at 5-6. Five and, five six. and This is a big game for Cal. You think you might have just spoiled your pick there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably <laughs> five and seven, man. I don't. There's no way they beat UCLA. UCLA is a great team. They still give me nightmares. Um, yeah, I've got Cal going five and seven, missing a bowl game for how many years in a row now? Probably uh, three or just, four somewhere yeah. in there. Oh, it's not a crazy stretch. Not, they yeah, why did I think Cal has been? They went miserable. a couple years ago. Yeah, like probably three years ago. I think, I think 2019. I think, yeah, honestly, they won in the year 20, after they the won COVID. In, they won in before the COVID year. The year is, is that like a Holiday Bowl or something like that? Or a Cheez-It Bowl? I'll, I'll, I'll it was it the Cheez-It Bowl. It was the miserable it was the, TCU Cheez-It Bowl. Yes. Oh. oh, my gosh. Air Force was Washington State. Gotcha. Um, they did play Air Force in a bowl game one year. They just, they, they're like ASU, man. They just... They, I don't they know, got Cal, a monopoly on Cal this Cal is just level. so irrelevant. They're just like, I don't even know. That's why when I say I'm not going to even watch the game, it's because they just don't feel like a program <laughs> that's going to do anything uh, in the near future. Okay, so last time they made a bowl game was in 2019. They started 4-0. and They were absolutely on top of the world. That's when they played our Sun Devils. 
lost 24-17. That was a great win. They then proceeded to lose three straight games to Oregon, Oregon State, Utah. So they were 4-4. They beat Wazoo, lost to USC before sweeping the Cal schools in Stanford and UCLA, which is notably the ending stretch here. And then they beat Illinois in a bowl game, in the Red Box Bowl. Which, Illinois in a bowl game? That's kind of impressive. Illinois was six and six though, so. Uh, well, I'll just conclude by saying I think they lose to UCLA and and kind of going off what Colt said. They're like I feel like a less fun version of ASU. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I feel like ASU, at least there's like some excitement every once in a while, and they they have some players that are kind of flashy, and I just feel like they they got like a boring stadium. I'm talking about Cal now, boring stadium, boring <laughs> yeah. uniforms, like. There's also you know, other teams in California that we care right. about. Right, and, and kind of like we were talking about, they rarely have, like, these exciting players that you want to watch. They're usually just very solid, like your Evan Weaver types, you know? And they've had other guys on Long offense. Long gone are the Aaron Rodgers days. Right. Yeah. Even, I mean, even just... when Jared Goff was there, they were hyping him up as this great guy, like, great prospect. He wasn't super exciting to watch. Oh, no. He was just slinging the ball 60 times a game, and it was just <laughs> like, what is this? since Aaron Rodgers and Marshawn Lynch. True. That was the last time, and they were really exciting. That was like America's we're, Yeah, team. we're talking like 15 years ago. Exactly. Though, you know, it's just... That being said, and I, I'm saying this as the guy that is probably the highest on UCLA in this room, I think Cal wins this game. Wow. And I think it's... What? I think it is partially because this UCLA team will be not... And without spoiling a lot of my UCLA picks, I think at this point in the year... They're not going to be playing for a lot in this game, but like in a good way. UCLA will have already clinched what they've needed to clinch, and so I think because of that, they underwhelmed. USC. Cal is going to be playing for more. Interesting. Um, yeah. So what do you guys have them going, Cal? I, I've got Cal eight and four. Um, after I switched the U of A, that's seven kind of and nuts. Five. Seven it, and five. It is a little nuts. Eight and four. I'm Cal? Cal. I think I think they can actually do it this year. I've got them going undefeated at home. Kind of having like this type of season the Beavs had last year, where yeah things come to the other. Um, I, I I just believe in Wilcox, and I feel like this is has to be the year. I feel like when when you factor in all that COVID stuff in the middle, it kind of threw off his plan a little bit. I feel like it's got he's got to have the Infinity Stones together. For I mean, an if, if you guys have them going six and two, they'll probably be ranked. If somehow they yeah. pull off a win against Notre Dame and start off seven and one, Whoa. that would be great for the Pac-12 yeah. if they did that. But I don't think that'll happen. No, unless all the who's their coach? I always forget Notre his name. Dame Freeman. Yeah, unless Freeman's Marcus. way worse than Marcus. we thought. Marcus <laughs> said Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, it's Morgan <laughs> Freeman. All right, let's go to Colorado, the most exciting team in the Pac-12. Yeah. Here we go. Key losses. Um, I cannot remember for the life of me if Brennan Lewis left. Is no, he still he's still there. Okay, so they still have him, but the key loss is at Brennan Rice. What did he transfer to? LSU, was it? I thought it was USC. It was uh, US- USC. It was USC, cheese. And then Jarek Broussard, I know this one was Michigan State. And Levante Chenault, the and, brother of LaVisca. And brother of LaVisca, yep. And a bunch of other guys. This was um, not an exciting team last year. So for Colorado, honestly, I, I beg to differ with that. I think Colorado had... A pretty exciting team for what they were, which was what a four-win team last year. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> With Jarek Broussard and having Chenault's brother, he was exciting. Brendan Rice was an exciting player, mm-hmm. and Lewis and him when they were connecting at the end of the year, that was a fun connection. And even their defense, they had uh, that big linebacker who was leading the conference in tackles, so they had some goons on their squad. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. They, I, I, I don't. Exciting in four wins. If it uh. wasn't, if it wasn't for the portal. 
and they kind of kept this team intact. I would say this is probably like a bowl team. Like right, a the portal absolutely screwed them. Right, and, and it's kind of sad. Colorado has just gotten screwed so much over the last it's couple of years. Yeah. With Mel Tucker, you know, getting poached away because Michigan State it paid sucks. him they top five pick. money. They had a great coach. And he was turning that program around. Yeah. They were they were five and seven in his one year there, but he inherited a terrible situation. I after McIntyre yeah. left, you know, they were just not great. So Yeah, now they're kind of back to the bottom and I think most pundits are taking them to finish last in the South. So All right, what does the season mean for Carl Doral? In, in, in my opinion, in my opinion, this is—it's important for him. I think it's quite important, mostly because of the weird stuff that happened with him when he like punched the cameraman yeah. or whatever, and like just the, that hire was weird, man. Not retaining people in the transfer portal, stuff like that. I think he's got to at least show some promise this year. Yeah, I'm gonna say anything less than than five and seven, and you know, like they're looking better. Yeah, can consi- I'll say they're looking more consistent. I feel like they're probably looking to replace him already. Like their mindset. It How many be. years has he been there? He, he could only one. This is this is his going to be his third season. Oh really? He had the COVID year too. He had the COVID year, and he was like the Pac-12 Coach of the Year or something. Oh that yeah, because they started like four and zero. Yeah, they were great, and it was like the Sam Neuer fluke season. I remember that. Yeah, it was weird. Man, nothing counted that year. Let's be real though. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, let's go into our record prediction for Colorado. They have a fun out-of-conference schedule. First game, they host TCU. Ooh, lost. This could be a... <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is a, this could be kind of a sketchy game but for TCU, but I have, I have Colorado losing. Yeah, Colorado win would be an upset in this game, but yeah. TCU, I think, takes the cake. They've got Sonny Dykes, a coach now. Is that what it is? Or Yeah, yes. Yeah, Sonny Dykes uh, left SMU to TCU. Yep. I feel like this is, is going to be like how Kansas State beat Stanford last year. We're just like, nah. Similar. Yeah, next game they have at Air Force. Air Force is tough, but yeah. this is, again, this is the most winnable game on their non-conference. So is at Air Force, Yeah, too. I had them marked as winning this game, and I don't know what I was thinking. I, I have them losing now because okay. Air Force has been a 10-win season, like, yeah. three of the last four years. I, I'm going to say they pull a fluky upset okay. over Air Force, but I, I respect obviously I, I really – like I've been to an Air Force game and and I've seen that team like live and they're they're super tough man yeah. and even I mean I guess that doesn't do do any difference than watching them on TV but like yeah I know I had my notepad out and I was analyzing the play no. <laughs> Air Force they're a super good team man they're like San Diego State Army I mean I know San Diego State is not an option school but they're just physical man they do the right things yeah agreed and Great uh, yeah. All right, next game at Minnesota. A dangerous, Lost. dangerous Minnesota Dude, team. No yeah. way. Minnesota destroyed them last year. In Colorado too. They destroyed in Colorado, them in Buffalo, coming off of it was the like near, fifty to nothing. It wasn't was thirty it? nothing. Yeah. Ugh. And Colorado had less than a hundred yards of offense. That was an embarrassing game. It was, was right after Colorado almost took out. Yep. <laughs> yep. Embarrassing. And Minnesota right. should be a good team as well next year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm high on Minnesota. So, 0-3 yeah, for Colorado, I have. 0-3. Wow. Hayden has 1-2. and two. I also have 0-3. Next, they host UCLA. Oh, God. No. Does not matter. You could play <laughs> this one in Alaska. UCLA is winning it. Next Alaska. game at Arizona. Another loss. Yeah, I've got Colorado starting 0-5. I believe I had Arizona winning this one as well. Yep, they're going to have a bye week to think about it. All right. Next game, they host California. 
they get their first win. I've also got this one marked as I a win. I have that one as well. Okay, we all we all thought Colorado would slip up there. So, so one and five. One and five, baby. I think Hayden's got the two, two and four. four. Next at Corvallis, a place where the Beavers nope. did not lose last nope. year. No, nope. not after no last way. year. Yep. There's no way. There. This now. could be one of the blowouts. Yeah. Of the season. And is this when the head coach gets fired? I think honestly, if if it goes to your guys' kind of how you guys are looking at it. See, I I have them kind of hanging close in some of these games, and then of course beating Air Force. If they're winless or one win going into that Oregon State game, and they get blown out in Corvallis, I think Doral's out. I think mid-season. Doral might get the benefit of the doubt just with. Actually, I don't know. The rest of their schedule's actually brutal too. Yeah. <laughs> the next game they host ASU. That's when he we gets touched fired. on this one. <laughs> I actually picked Colorado to upset ASU. So did I. I picked it. I picked Colorado upset, and that says more about the state of LSU or ASU than Colorado. I'm thinking about where Jaden Daniels transferred now. Ouch. Um, but I think it says more about ASU than it does Colorado. I think it's fluky, fluky, fluky win here. I, I see this just being a sloppy, no one cares game. Yeah. Middle of the season. To I had ASU winning this one, and I think this is when the the head coach for Colorado gets fired. Goodbye, ASU Carl better Carl. win this game. I mean. I just yeah, they Colorado's. I, I'm just going off of my experience how Colorado plays ASU, and they always get up to play ASU. Yeah, they beat us that one year, even the good yeah, year. Yeah, coming off of the uh, Michigan State win in 2019, they embarrassed us too, and then didn't even have a great year. After that. But that was that was Mel Tucker. Yeah. So, so it was a little different then. True. Uh, next game, they're gonna host the Oregon Ducks. Good night. <laughs> good night. Go to sleep. No way. You no know way, Jose. Oh my God. Agreed. The stretch. Next, they go at USC. Oh God. Wow. Pray for the Buffs, That man. is brutal. Yeah, they're they're done against USC. I mean, we already talked about the Coliseum. It's not happening. Cal and Colorado are showing that. Next game at Washington. Nope. Probably going to be a night game in yeah. Seattle. Late season. This is, this is this has got Pac-12 network <laughs> game written all hey, over it. It's Pac-12 after dark. Anything can happen. Wow. Give me the Buffaloes. Why not? Wow. Give okay. me the Buffaloes. Because that, that'll Screw be my it. second Colorado win. Okay. No, I've got, I've got Washington at least winning this game. And then um, the game they've been trying to brand as a rivalry, Colorado versus Utah. All right, hold on to your horses. Utah uh-huh. puts up 60 in this game. Oh, okay. My. I thought you were going to have in, Colorado in winning this Boulder for some reason. Too. But, yeah, yeah Col- not I mean, any anything more than four Colorado wins is obviously a very bold. I have them at 2 watch, watch them go, like, 6 and 6 because yeah. Colorado is prone to doing this. It's true. They it's were true. The, the, the year they won the conference or they won the South, they were we, picked this, to go. This was basically this what was we were looking at. It. So I've got 3 and 9. Not going to be a great season for Colorado. Yeah, 3 and 9. 2 and 10. We're all pretty low on them. So that's it for Colorado Cal. Next week we will do Oregon, Oregon State. We'll have Hayden write in his yep. his predictions for that. Me and Colt will break it down. But guys, maybe we'll have a special guest. Maybe we'll have maybe we bring back the boss man. We'll see. We'll or see. the G man. Or the G man. There's a lot of men we can bring in here. Uh, <laughs> or women. Or women. This is an all inclusive show. But let's talk about the March Madness tournament. And you know what? Let's try to finish this up while we still got Hayden here with us. And we, we got, got plenty of time. Yeah, we got plenty of time. So let's talk about what's happened so far. We've got the East region. If you guys want to pull up Instagram, yep. if it helps you with the visual. I know yep. Colt's a visual learner. Um, the <laughs> yeah, East I region, need shapes. <laughs> the East region, we've got Georgia, Nebraska, Arkansas, Clemson still alive. In the West region, we've got Michigan, Coastal Carolina, Pittsburgh, and Oklahoma. We still have to do the Sweet 16 in the South and the Midwest. So let's start with the South. First matchup, we've got Ohio State. Right. Versus the Mountain West champions, Utah State. So we're in round two. 
One we second, are in round two in the, the Midwest region. It's the latest Pacific point of view post. We're on the uh, yeah, yeah. How how many oh, rounds wait, did we get through last week? Hold on, I'm I accidentally sorry. skipped the South region. Let's start with the yeah, because we did two regions. Yeah, yeah, last we week. did the West and East, so don't worry about those ones. We're in cool. the South. Okay. It's Alabama versus UCLA. Oh, you so updated it. Oh, that's updated. interesting. Let's go. I updated the second round. So yeah, yeah. Alabama versus UCLA. Cole noting that is interesting. Like Cole, what's interesting about this? Well, Alabama had a lot of close games last year uh, against uh, Auburn. There was an Arkansas close game. There was a. A&M loss. They have been known to... to and UCLA, even though they lost yeah. some games in the regular season, they, they're they a great team. Hey, listen, hear me out. If it's this year's UCLA team, Maybe. I'm giving them an upset bid. But since it's last year's UCLA Man. team, I'll give the, the same, nod to Bama. The same UCLA team that got just shredded by Ricky Pearsall and Jaden Daniels. Yes, we watched them get shredded in person. Oh, my True. gosh. Yeah. True. So, uh, because of that, I will take Bama. I think that no one is stopping those receivers on that no. UCLA secondary. Oh God! So I Bama. But if it was like week five, UCLA versus Bama, meh. it's got to be week seven. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, UCLA. I think uh, gets absolutely blown out. Bama to the Sweet Sixteen. We've got Baylor versus Ole Miss. It's a 4-5 matchup. That already happened. Very competitive. It already happened in a bowl game, correct? But it was... Corral was hurt. Corral was hurt. Corral was hurt. I think Baylor won, right? Baylor won. And I actually am going to still go with Baylor to win the actual full two full-strength teams. I like Baylor based on last year's Honestly, teams. at full-strength, both these teams are very interesting. Very similar yes. genre of teams. I feel like they both play very drastically different styles of football but had the same pretty much end result of their season like Ole Miss is the we're gonna go we're gonna outscore you our defense isn't great but we're gonna get to you when we can Baylor's was we're gonna grind you out on offense our defense is gonna absolutely run at you and grind the game away and I think Baylor is going to have the advantage in this game Simply because their grinded out style means that if Ole Miss has any three and outs or any bad short possessions early, Baylor's just going to absolutely grind this game away. So I've got the Baylor. And that's kind of what happened in that bowl game. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 I got Baylor. Obviously not having Corral is a thing, but I think even with him, Baylor could win with that style of play. Jerry Bohannon. Um, And then we've got the, this was a very cupcake uh, or cake first chalk. That's the word I'm looking for. Man, where is my mind? Chalk. (laughs) Uh, bracket, but we've got the 3-6 <laughs> matchup. We've got Cincinnati versus Wake Forest. This one, That's in the words of Colt, interesting. Interesting. Oh, man. Dude, I honestly have no idea how this I mean, this game could go... I mean, let's break it down. We've got Wake Forest, very strong offensive team, streaky defensive team. You've got Cincinnati. They had a pretty elite defense, yes. at yeah. least in conference last year. Um, and they played Bama pretty tough. And they Desmond did. Ritter was under 30 points, right? Yeah. Bama only scored like 26 or something. Desmond Ritter, streaky player. Their offense was hit or miss yeah. throughout the season. <sighs> this kind of feels like, man, because Cincinnati only lost to Alabama last year, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, they just. And they did beat Notre Dame. It they was beat Notre Dame. Win. They beat. Indiana early in the season before when they were still kind of healthy, yeah, handily. And then, I mean, they had some sketchy games down the stretch, but when you get into conference play and it's late in the season, anything can happen. True. 
I, I, I pick Cincinnati. Just yeah, I want to pick Wake Forest, but I, I think Cincinnati would. I got Cincinnati as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think just because the nature in which they were able to take care of business against teams they needed to take care of business against, like they won every game they were favored in last year. Yeah. Which is impressive, yeah. and it's what typically takes out the Cinderellas in the Group of Five is losing those Tulsa's and Tulane games. Uh, last one in this region, we have Minnesota versus Oklahoma State. Very interesting as well. Another, yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, I think I kind of like the Gophers. Me I too. I'm kind of leaning Minnesota. I'm, They're a when top you're thinking team, about the man. way these teams ended their seasons, Oklahoma State ended with a pretty brutal loss to Baylor. They tough. played horrible in that game. Spencer Sanders was awful. I was never super high in Oklahoma State. Me neither. And Minnesota. They ended the season hot, and they've got um, P.J. Fleck, still the coach there, Yeah, and they beat Wisconsin at the end of the year, and yep. I think they... And Wisconsin was red hot yeah. when they Yeah, literally. And they played Ohio State tough to start the season as well. Exactly, true. And then their running back with Dan Abraham. Exactly. And, uh, so bring their running apart. back back. Who knows? I, yeah, Minnesota. We've got I'm going to take the Gophers right. with the upset. The yeah. Row the boat. Goes dancing into the Sweet 16. Row the boat. <sighs> And we'll go to the Midwest region. Uh, I'm going to sneeze real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that was our first sneeze on Pacific POV. Was it? Wait, you sneezed, I coughed, Colt. What do you have to do now? Oh, great. He's fart over there. Okay, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. All right, all right. We, uh, I'm sitting right next to you, man. Yeah, Colt, you can't, you can't actually fart. This Bro, is I was actually ridiculous. trying. There's no it's ventilation the in the studio. Yeah, There's never no try to fart, Colt. You're going <laughs> to... <laughs> That always goes wrong. Anyways. Do we have Tums? This is the one I alluded to before. <laughs> Tums are amazing. We've been stealing Boskies all week. It tastes so good. Boskies has a thing. It's Why do they make too. Tums taste so good? Like, isn't that technically kind of like a medication? Yeah, we're overdosing on Tums. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Ohio State, Utah State. It's the matchup I alluded to earlier. Mm. Yeah, no. Can the Aggies? No. Yeah. No. But I mean, guys are hot. Ohio State versus Utah was a fun game. It was. Maybe Utah State can channel some of that chaotic energy. Alabama plays Utah State next year. To start the season. Uh, that game really? could be interesting. Where is it in Tuscaloosa? Well, yeah, obviously. They would never go into to Utah. Well, you know, sometimes they Alabama does the neutral site, but, yeah, not against Their the smaller Their neutral site game is Texas, right? I don't, they might I be think, playing I think Texas. I think that's Texas. a home and home. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's surprising. Alabama never does home and home. Yeah, they never do that. That's interesting. But, yeah, Ohio State, consensus here. Interesting game again. We've been saying that about everything, but these are just fun. Yeah. Uh, four Texas A&M versus five Michigan State. Another interesting game. I kind of like Michigan State here. I kind of like A&M. Yeah, you know, I think. Yeah, Bud, you're the tiebreaker. I know this is a lot of pressure because I'm conflicted here. Mel Tucker has that clutch gene in big games early in his career. He's shown that. Jimbo Fisher. At Texas A&M, he beat Bama, obviously. That was impressive. But against the next tier below that, they've actually struggled a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, like Arkansas, they got blown out again. So I'm going to take Michigan State in this one. Ah. Oh, Setting good. up a rematch of the worst, uh, the 56-7 to beatdown oh, at the end of the season. We can't, we can't look ahead like that. That's awful. <laughs> All right, we've got Utah versus LSU. Oh, Utah by it. LSU. This game would be awesome if it happened in real life because you just know yes. Utah would drub LSU. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would Not be so close. fun. Man, I wish we could see this game this season. Literally. Goodbye. Well, they're going to play Florida next year, and that's I'd say those LSU and Florida are kind of True. in similar True. spots. I think, I think that Utah could smack those guys. Yeah. 
Um, next game, Tennessee, Notre Dame. This one might make you raise an eyebrow. And then mm. put it back down once you realize, <laughs> you know, Tennessee Tennessee's is got Tennessee. No shot. Tennessee had some, some good games last year. They almost what? knocked what? off Ole Miss. Did they go, they what was had the record? A, a big win over Kentucky at a certain point. But we all know how I feel about Kentucky. Overrated. Yeah. So give me Notre Dame. But we know how I feel yeah. about Tennessee's fans. Colt yeah. still respects them. <laughs> For throwing mustard on the field. Yeah. I mean, they were 7-6. and six. Yeah, I, I got to go with Notre Dame here. But everyone says they shouldn't have lost to Purdue. Have you heard about yeah, that? Yeah, Paul Feinbaum is... is I'm not uh, counting the loss to Purdue. He's I, a Music City Bowl denier. Congrats on the 8-5 and five season, Tennessee. All right, we're into the Sweet 16. It's getting exciting. We've got the one-seeded Georgia as we work our way back to the East region here. One-seeded Georgia who advanced versus the 13-seeded Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, this is where the Cinderella ends and... Yeah. This is where the Cinderella breaks everyone's expectations. Dude, I think Georgia. What? <laughs> what? Oh my gosh! No, Georgia absolutely collapsed. Oh my gosh! Uh, Nebraska. It's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye, Nebraska. Georgia into the Elite Eight, right where St. Peter's made it. Um, we have Arkansas versus Clemson. Oh, interesting. Another, <laughs> another. Uh, yeah. I think hmm. Clemson has got to be the favorite here. Yeah. And Arkansas just feels like defensively they would get dominated by Clemson. Yeah. Just like they did against Georgia. And now, I think Arkansas played some teams seems tough, like, though. Yeah, but it seems like Clemson was more susceptible to this type of thing early in the season. True. Whereas Arkansas what would you know be if, more live for an upset earlier in the season. If Arkansas was playing week four Clemson, they'd win. Yes. But, but this agreed. is late in the season – with adjustments and coaching and when, I, when all that comes down onto the table, i got to take the Tigers. Okay, Clemson-Georgia, lead eight matchup. That'll be fun. That is yep. huge. But first, we got to look at Michigan versus the other double-digit seed in the in Sweet 16, Coastal Carolina. Now, Michigan Michigan looked, was a little sketchy at the end. Michigan looked god-awful versus Georgia. Georgia. A lot of teams did, though. But Michigan also looked great against Ohio Iowa. State. And they and dominated Iowa. And Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, I remember we were at Barrows that but night. But Iowa, to be fair, had pretty much fallen off and was dead in the water. Should have been Minnesota in that game, if we're being real. Um, oh, that would have been a fantastic game. Iowa, we knew, were fraudulent in that game. Coastal Carolina, unfortunately... They were 11-2 and two last year. Coastal Carolina was not as powerful as they have yeah. in recent years. While they still are a streaky, fun interesting team that can that can knock your shoes off with that veer I, just because they weren't as good if it was two years ago if it was covid year coastal yeah, carolina this, this that team could have made probably the most legitimate case yes. for a serious cinderella but natty. yeah i think michigan yeah probably agreed michigan's the smart so another one seed survives pitt versus oklahoma kenny pickett versus caleb williams and the uh, sooners um, i've got pitt in this one yeah yeah, I like Pitt here. Yeah, that's a fair pick. Oklahoma, I don't have anything that's telling me they're going to win this one. Right. Pitt, Pitt was hotter. I think they're going to take advantage when they've got the opportunity. Ooh. All right, we've got so Pitt, Pitt Michigan. Michigan in the West Elite Eight. Let's Another jump great game. to the South. First game, we've got Alabama versus Baylor. Ooh. Ooh. This one? Dude, Baylor feels like that kind of team. They're built like that kind of team that they, would pick off Alabama. They played with a chip on their shoulder yeah. all of last season. and Dave Aranda, he's yeah. beaten Bama before at I'm LSU. Gonna, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to pick Baylor. I, yeah. 
I'm going to pick Baylor simply because of Bama's flukiness they had in those games against Arkansas and LSU and the weird inconsistencies in Auburn. And also yep. because of the manner in which Baylor dismantled Oklahoma when they yep. played them. Baylor came out, took control of that game, and basically never turned back. It, yep. it was almost sad to watch from Oklahoma's perspective. Give me Baylor. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if Baylor played Bama in that in that playoff game instead of Cincinnati? I mean, who knows? Baylor was like... Baylor was like Probably one of the hottest teams at the end. Because of the there season. were talks toward the end of that season, like, okay, is there a case for Baylor to make the playoff instead of Cincinnati? Yeah. Who did Baylor lose to last year? They lost TCU. to TCU in an awful game, like near the start of the year. I thought it was like a field goal type. And they situation. did lose another one, I think, at early in the season. Texas Tech. No, they didn't lose Texas Tech. It might have been West Virginia. Texas Tech. No, Kansas State maybe. Wait, I don't know. Hayden's looking it up. All I know is they won all the important. So we got games. Baylor beating Bama. Yeah, that's what just happened. Um, Baylor twenty twenty one football schedule. Hayden just checked his Gmail in the middle of. Yeah, because it was sorry as a jet lab yeah, so situation. They, yeah, it's okay. We all get. We've all been there. Yeah, sorry. They about lost that. by two to TCU on the road. Was that their only loss? Were they a that one was actually, loss? Oh, no. They also lost early in the season. It was the parlay game. They lost to Oklahoma State on the road. Mm. And they barely lost that game. Yeah, it was a close game. It was a very close game. So, I, I give me Baylor. They got revenge with Oklahoma State. Chip on their shoulder. Goodbye to that one seed. Let's get some parody in college football. Yeah. And, and Baylor, I legitimately think Baylor would, would probably win that game. Elite Eight. Um, we've got Minnesota versus Cincinnati. Ticket to the Elite Eight to play Ooh. a Baylor squad. Uh, this one could Are go either way. Are we reading too much into Minnesota? A little bit. I, I, I don't think I'm reading too much into Minnesota. I, I'm going to pull up their schedule. But I honestly, my first reaction um, is to pick Minnesota here because of the teams that they were able to beat down the stretch that were hot. And then they absolutely drubbed West Virginia in the guaranteed rate bowl. <laughs> guaranteed rate. 18 to 6. They beat Wisconsin 23 to 13. Beat them down. They did lose to Iowa late in the season, and they did have a loss to Illinois. I remember that one. It did not make any sense. Nine and four Minnesota team last year. Yeah. I, upon further review, I actually am going to pick Cincinnati. Yeah. Because I forgot Minnesota lost to Bowling Green yeah. last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Minnesota Cincinnati. was high and lows last year. They had some yeah. insane wins and some insane lows as well. Natty advances. Cincinnati, the Elite Eight. We've got a Cincinnati Baylor. That's Elite Eight. It's that play-in game. It's fun. All right. Next up, we have the Midwest region. Ohio State versus Michigan State. We are, already saw what are happened. Are things any different this time for mm, Mel Tucker? Not at all. Yeah, goodbye. Ohio State. Uh, Utah versus Notre Dame. Give me the Utes. We all know what Notre Dame does in big games. They Joke. choke. They choke. Yep. So give me, give me the Utes, especially the way they're rolling. Rematch, Ohio State-Utah in the Midwest. So let's go back to the East. Here we go. This is going to be a fun finale. We've got Ooh. Georgia versus Clemson, the one-two battle. The rematch. The rematch. That Clemson was like two points away the first time. Uh, yeah. Clemson lost ten to three when they played. Or seven points away. Yeah, they lost. It was 10 one to three. score. Yeah. And Clemson was absolutely rolling by the end of the season, and I cannot say exactly the same for Georgia, because. They lost to Bama. They lost to Bama. And then they beat Bama. I think Clemson, if they were in the playoff at the end of the season, would have won. Would have won. At least a game. However, DJ Uyunglele is awful. I forgot about how terrible he was. <laughs> that is true. 
So I am gonna have to pick Georgia just to respect yeah, myself. I gotta, I gotta take the dogs. I have I think I'm gonna still take Clemson in this. Take but Clemson. not because of the Polynesian. Valiant. Clemson, Clemson's defense gives them an edge in this game, even though Georgia's defense obviously is amazing as well. But I do, yeah, Georgia I think wins. So Georgia to the final four. Spot one has been filled. Here we go. It's Michigan versus Pitt. <coughs> well, this is interesting. ACC Big Ten game. Colt notes that this one is interesting. I feel like they, I feel like they, they didn't play. I know they didn't play because I'm thinking Michigan State. Yeah. But that's an interesting comparative. Yeah, Correct. So, so Pitt beat Michigan State beat Pitt. Michigan State beat Michigan. But Pitt didn't have Kenny Pickett, and they still played Michigan State very close. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to hear what you guys say. You know, Michigan was – Michigan and Pitt both ended the season very hot, and that's part of the reason why I think we've advanced them this far. Um, the Wolverines have an absolutely devastating running game that they can really get you with. But Pat and Arduzzi squads always play with a chip on their shoulder. And Kenny Pickett, I think, was the absolute X factor for them this year. I think that they could get out in front and control a game versus Michigan. And Michigan's always prone to losing those games they shouldn't lose. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to lean towards Pitt, and I'm going to pick Pitt. I'm going to take Pitt, too. I'm going to take Michigan. But this feels like a very, very competitive, high-scoring, fun game. I think if Michigan didn't play Georgia in the playoff and maybe played Bama... We would have different thoughts about Michigan and how they looked mm. at the end of the season. Because when you have to run into Georgia's defense, their, they I, their Ohio State win was one of the most impressive was wins very of the impressive. year. Um, and the Michigan yeah, State loss was pick. close. It was close, but you know, still a loss. Still a loss. Well, not to the playoff. Remember the committee? That was the whole thing. That was annoying. They still rank Michigan exactly. above Michigan State. But uh, Pitt punches their ticket to the Final Four. Who would have thought? Who would have thought Pitt is through... Pitt and Georgia so far, they are going to play each other. Uh, next up, we have Baylor versus Cincinnati. The best playing game. Yeah, literally. This I is exactly what we're talking about. I'm going to take Baylor. Baylor beat Bama. Bama. They can beat anybody. They take out Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, I think this game's going to be very low scoring when yep. it does happen. Um, I think it's just a matter of the fact that when things aren't going for Baylor's offense, they can rely on Jerry Bohannon's legs, and they can rely on their running backs. I, I can't remember what their running back's name is. I literally knew his name, too. I think he was number seven. But it doesn't matter what his name is. They're, they're going to get behind that big, meaty O-line, and they're going to run down the throats of Cincinnati. And Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter, I just don't think, is, is able to improvise yeah. as well as Jerry Bohannon is. And we've seen Baylor win games where they're not playing well. So I got Baylor as well. Baylor to the <laughs> final four. So we've got... The media line <laughs> Now we have the rematch. Running Ohio State versus Utah. I'm sorry, but I'm going to say that a full-strength Ohio State probably beats Utah a little bit more convincingly than they did last time. Not by much. It's another great game. But there's two things you have to consider. Cam Rising being healthy the whole game, but that's never a guarantee. It's football. Cam yeah, Rising, just, you know, he got injured late, and yeah. if he didn't get injured, I think Utah wins that game. Right, but then again, you know, Ohio State wasn't at full strength, so who was Ohio State missing? Uh, they have Olave? It was Olave and Wilson, right? Yeah, but uh. Jackson Smith and Jigba did enough to cancel out all of their. Oh, he got hot late in the season, you know. 
Oh, God, I'm going to take, Ohio. I'm gonna take Ohio State. I, I feel like I, I'm I, always biased to what I actually saw. I feel like the, the Ohio State offense was going to put up points no matter what, but I feel like Utah had that edge last season, and I feel like the Cam Rising injury took a lot of wind out of their sails. I feel like if Cameron Rising did not go down in the game, Utah wins. So I'm going to pick Utah. Okay. Colt, comes down to you. Oh, my gosh. This is humongous. You gotta, you know, you got to get this pick in, Colt. Utah. All right. All right. I respect it. Utah advances. We've got a hey, Pac-12 team. team. I'll the, take it. I'll in the take final it. Four. So first matchup in the final four, Georgia versus Pitt. And yeah, Pitt's run happening. comes to it. Yeah, end. I think the three seed meets their maker, that Georgia, sucks. to the championship game. It does suck. They came out of a weak division. You know, what can you say? But now the fun final four matchup, Baylor versus Utah. Baylor. You're picking Baylor? I got I Baylor in this one. Kind of like Utah. I like yeah, Utah, I too. Like Utah. The, way, the way they were playing at the end of the season, I think there was not a lot that could stop them. So it is a Utah Georgia. v. Georgia national championship. <laughs> now hear me out. <laughs> Ohio State was the best team in college football at the end of the year, and there is nothing that can change my mind on that. Utah took Ohio State right down to the wire. I picked Utah over Ohio State, and I just said Ohio State was the best. Does that sound a little hypocritical? Yeah, but it's college football. <laughs> Anything can happen any given night. It's lame. Georgia's not winning again. There's no way. Jordan Davis is soft and slow. I think Utah, in honor of Ty Jordan and what was Trey Lowe or Keenan Lowe? I <laughs> can't remember Lowe. the other guy's name. Aaron Lowe. Aaron Lowe. Oregon State has a Keenan Lowe. That's why I said that. But I believe in my heart of hearts that Utah can beat anyone they take on. I've got Utah. I think what we learned here is that even with the 64-team bracket, the right team ended up winning the national championship. I got Georgia. Unfortunately. No! Unfortunately, yeah. Georgia was... They were a great team. Yeah, Ohio State and Bama would have been the only teams capable of, of taking them out. Yeah, I'm glad you guys didn't also pick Utah because it would have been a little cheese to have Utah win it all. But at least they made a natty run. That's fun. Yeah. Good for the Pac-12. We've done it. We've completed the bracket. And, and guys, what what are the general you know feelings after that? We got to get more teams in the actual playoff. Yes. I mean, how lame is the four-team format? Very lame. I mean, I know it's like beating a dead horse, but my God. I remember the the highs and lows of wow, they're gonna do a playoff. Oh, it's four teams. <laughs> Well, wow, they're going to expand. No, they're not. Like, yeah. What if they even just did a six-team playoff where you have like the three versus six, four versus five? Because then you would get that Cincinnati-Baylor game probably. Yeah. See, for me, you got to have the conference champions of the Power Fives in there. Regardless of yeah. you know if the runner-up is technically better than the actual champion, you got to have the champion in there. Or and the highest-ranked like, group of five. Or, exactly. And or else don't play conference championship games. So that's just my opinion. It's an ongoing debate, ongoing issue in college football. But uh, yeah, great episode, guys. Hayden, we won't see you next week. We might see a new face, but uh, that's all we got. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And with that, we wave goodbye.